money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am ready to talk money. Well, that's good. I'm, this morning you're ready to talk I know. A lot money. Of last week was Good Friday, and I was thinking about Jesus on the cross. And, and doing the, the, the inhale, yes, as the we talked about last and the, week. And the exhale. We're breathing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, if you listen to the last week's show, you'll know why we're referencing that, because mm-hmm. we learned about repentance and the times of refreshing, that recovery of breath that comes when we turn uh, from the wrong path to the Lord, when we confess and we want a change of heart and mind. Mm -hmm. So this is the show where we are talking about the heart issues around money. Yes, it is. If you missed the show last week, you can get it on chri.ca's website. You can get it at More Than Enough's website. You can download the podcast off iTunes. You may want to pause now, or maybe not, but you may want to pause now. Listen to last week's show on, it's our Good Friday show. The theme certainly was repentance and and really uh, goes along with the theme of the beginning of the Easter uh, celebration. Today's show is a follow-up to that show. We're going to be talking about that new life that we uh, celebrated last Sunday, the resurrection, the new life in Christ, and again, how that relates to our finances. And we don't have a guest today. It's just you and me. Just you and me. Just us together. (laughs) Wow. It feels like it's been so long since it's just been you and I together. We've talked to a lot of people lately, so... Uh, well, we like to bring in some experts. So today, <laughs> today we're, uh, I mean, I don't mind being an expert on new life, right? Uh, I'm good with that. If uh, that's what well, yes, um, we're still learning about it. We're still recovering some of the lies that we're, we battle every day with the resurrection truth. Mm-hmm. So, which well, you is know what an expert is, right? What's an expert? It's an unknown ex yeah. spurt drip. <laughs> Under pressure. So I'm an ex, an unknown drip under pressure. Okay, so that's you go. the first time I've heard that one. So and then I've well, been. That's what an expert yeah, is. Yeah, okay, so. you're a drip under pressure. There you go. I, I could use that one at home. <laughs> so here we go. But you okay. do. Uh, okay, well, verses. We're starting with scripture. And we are talking about how does the resurrection, how does the, what happened at Easter affect our life and specifically our finances because we are a money show. We do talk about money. So I'm going to read some scriptures um, that popped into my head, but I'm going to start with first Peter one. Um, I'm not reading them all, but that, those first 10 verses are great uh, truth from uh, that. Peter scribed uh, to the church. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This is an inheritance kept in heaven for you. 
And he goes on. But let me just repeat that verse three again. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And when I was thinking about these verses and the topic of resurrection, I also thought of some of the verses in Isaiah 61 that Jesus actually spoke in the temple. And he said, um, you know, the spirit of the mm-hmm. Lord is upon me. Dave, I know you love these verses. My these are some fave. favorite verses. Yeah. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news, good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And he goes on and he says, today this is fulfilled among you. Mm-hmm. He says this to the Pharisees and the scribes and the people in the synagogue. But what the verses that come a bit later in verse 3 say um, that he gives us beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. I'm going to say that again. And there's an old song. I could probably start singing it, but we won't do that. Um, He gives me beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we could be a planting, trees planted by the Lord for God's glory. And I love those verses, and I just want to say them over and over again to our listeners, because this is the living hope we have jesus as an anchor that anchor is the anchor it's a hope anchor and some of us are so disappointed with our stories with our life with where the economy is with where our 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 families are at with dysfunctional relationships you know there's a lot of grief we fail i i know that in the last a couple of years for David and I, and for me personally, I'm going through my own grieving, mm-hmm. grieving of losses, of relationships, of how I failed people. And how do you, how do we ha- live in the living hope of the resurrection when that is the truth? He gives me beauty for ashes. I give my ashes to him and he, he, he gives me back something beautiful. When I'm mourning, he gives me joy. When there's... um heaviness there's so much heaviness in the world there's the heaviness of our finances he gives me a garment of praise is that possible is the resurrection really true and i love it because you know we're four days after the resurrection so you know again uh, sunday happened resurrection we're excited it's the resurrection morning and then we've had monday tuesday <laughs> wednesday know. thursday the car is falling apart you know the, it's starting to to yes. heavy and wear down and, yes. and and you know we're going wait a minute there is hope and so this morning is as, as you're listening we want to just infuse you with a with an, another injection of the hope of the resurrection of jesus christ we want this to to you know launch week after week after week all year long because the resurrection yes it happened on easter sunday but it resonates it's all year, year long. long. And I would probably love to have someone speak to me about the resurrection every morning when I'm getting out of bed. <laughs> because I, I can't, don't think I'm really, you know, living in the truth of the resurrection. Because what do we take? We have an atmosphere of negativity, despair, disappointment. And it is, um, I'm going to interject here because one of the best books that I've read about hope, because it's like spring, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, people, we know the rain has been here. And we've had some really brilliant spring days. Even in February, we had some. But then we got rain and snow, and we've had two weeks worth of snow days, and our kids haven't gotten to school, at least out in the rural areas. 
you know, it is like, when is winter ending? And some of us are feeling like winter won't end in our finances and winter's not ending in our despair and our disappointment. And what happens is we lose hope. Despair and disappointment eats away at our hope. And Dutch Sheets has written this awesome book called The Power of Hope. Um, I, it, it's a little book you can work through, and it has helped me so much on and off again, work through my own disappointments. Because we are human beings on this earth, we suffer disappointment in big ways and small ways. And sometimes the smallest disappointments create the greatest attack on our hope. There's no definition. Everyone is so different. Everyone's hope meter is so different. Right. And I mean, if our daughter was here, we should have had her today. Our daughter is named Hope, and she dies every time because everyone... She's probably glad she's not she's, here I know, today, because yes. we talk about hope. And I always say to her, Hope, you are a hope bringer. And that's her call and her destiny over her life. But we all are hope bringers. That's what... And it's because of, of the, the resurrection. resurrection of Jesus yes. Christ that, that we can go, wait a minute, you know, again, Monday has worn us down. Tuesday, maybe <laughs> something happened. Wednesday is going on. But but that in itself, bringing the resurrection of Jesus Christ into our, as you said, our good morning to oh, say, okay, yeah. Lord, okay. <laughs> as you raised Christ from the dead, please raise me from my bed. Uh, I don't know if that's sacrilegious, uh, but well, anyway. I was just thinking, we need a hope injection. You know, like a little needle, we just inject ourselves with hope every morning, because, the resurrection. And it and it changes. It changes how we look at a whole bunch of things. Again, we're talking about the hard issues around money, and uh, we know from our own experience, but certainly from the experience that we do as we coach through people, that hope is under attack, and finances oh, are yes. one of the places where everything's trucking along good and you're communicating well and, and all of a sudden whack something happens to the car whack something happens and it's like oh my goodness can we get beat up anymore financially and our hope just simply where did it go and I think this is the one of the things we want to highlight today is, is as we remember the resurrection the new life in Christ Jesus that we can also go Oh, these things, these the stuff that happens in our finances often just distract us from the truth that Christ is has raised from the dead. Christ does give us new life and that hope and that freedom is found in that and in a sense we have to pull ourselves back and go, "Wait a minute. I'm going to intentionally not allow these financial hits to distract me, to pull me away, to, to steal my hope mm -hmm. as we go forward. And that's an intentional choice. That is not easy. That's a, you know, in the, again, in the craziness of all the things coming at us that may want to steal our heart, we have to guard that. We have to well, guard Because that. our focus, how do you keep it guarded? Our focus is Christ alone. Mm -hmm. Our focus is, is the truth of who he is and what he has done. And sometimes our eyes, you know, it's like we use that analogy all the time because of that story in scripture. We're, we're walking along the water and some days we're so infused with hope we're running and walking on the water with Jesus and then the waves come and then down we go because the we look at the circumstances and we're not focused on God as the source. And I mean, that's something that the Lord is even talking to David and I about repeatedly in the season of our own life, you know, am I, are we looking to God as the source of life and hope? But part of it is, I think, Dave, 
you know, do we people really believe the resurrection? Do is it real? Is right. it real? Uh, it is it? I doesn't mean, have a real impact on my life. <laughs> As you, I love that we started the, the show by saying, "Lord, get me out of bed," and I just I, have this picture of it kind of raising see, up yeah. every morning out of the bed because it is it is the power of God to to give us life that we can actually display the glory of God. And it doesn't mean you have to be all filled with joy and bubbly and that, if that's not your personality, mm. that's more my personality. It, you know, Give me a shower and a couple of cups, cups of coffee, coffee and, and then I'm you coming slow, around. You know, yeah. it's personality, but I mean, if scripture says that we have been given because of his great mercy, new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, scripture doesn't say it any, it, it's pretty plain, the resurrection happened, Jesus rose from the dead, and that hope of him conquering the grave. It, we talked last week about repentance and the refreshing, and the refreshing means that recovery of breath. And, and Ray Borg mentioned it, you know, uh, the grave was stifling and, and, and suffocating the life out of Jesus. Yep. But with the power of God, it, it threw Jesus back out. It was like the grave exhaled. And no longer can the grave keep death. No longer can it. it. It doesn't have power any longer because Jesus and God, through the power of God, exhaled and the, the grave breathed out Christ and he was alive. And I love that Peter wrote this. Yes. Right? I mean, we, yes. got, we have to take into consideration that Peter, the one who denied Christ three times, is now writing that... In his great mercy, he has given, and I'm sure he was saying me, but he's giving all of us new birth in a living hope uh, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never spoil or fade or perish, right? Mm. And so this is Peter, right? The, the guy, again, he is speaking from experience. And, and I think if we all looked at, we can speak from experience that we've had seasons and sections and places in our life where we've experienced that. And we want to bring that into finance. And, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd ask the question, you know, do we really believe that the resurrection is real? And I know we have some statistics <laughs> on that from a, recent, a really recent study that was put out. But really the other question that I want to bring into it, because this is a financial show, yeah. is do we really believe that our financial lives can be resurrected through Christ? That's a very good question, because I don't even know if we think long and hard about it. We don't stop long enough to think about the resurrection, never mind whether there's any hope for our finances. Nope. And Peter says, like, we move into, when we believe that, when we mm -hmm. come to that, we move into an inheritance. And, and, you know, I know he's talking spiritually, but it's also practical. God is immensely practical. At least yes. that's what I keep. <laughs> we <laughs> Look keep at creation. Right it's pretty practical. And so that inheritance, yes, is hope. It is, it is grace. It is life. It is, it is all of the things that, that it's community. We talk about can we, can we really enjoy and experience life without community? It is. It's isolation without it. I was. We were just talking about that. How Jesus came to uh, was revealed to the women, and he said, "Go run and tell the disciples." He, it wasn't something we were, they were keeping quiet. That resurrection life 
was going to get spilled out and it was going to spread. You know, Jesus is alive. And when you experience hope, don't, don't you share it? Like, I'm just saying that to the listeners. When we have a piece of hope, when spring has sprung and the crocuses are coming out of the ground, don't we post on Facebook? I saw the first flower. The birds are back. The robins are back. We share that hope. And being in resurrection life in our finances, you know, if you experience something that God has done in your finances, you want to share it because it's so hope bringing. And we encourage you. Do uh, share. Don't hold I, that back. Our, Don't hold that our back. Our young friend, Megan, I was just, she yesterday, she posted, her dad took her out to celebrate. She was debt free. She had paid off a chunk of debt she'd working so hard to do, and now she's debt free. And it was a, such an exciting post. So, I mean, you share it. You want to, the exuberance of that, of that achievement for her was so life bringing. But how did, I guess here's a question, because you're the, the coach you've been a coach a lot longer than I've been in in the business and what do you do how do you how do you live out resurrection new hope life in your finances well and I you know one of the keys and and again there's many different aspects of it but you mentioned it earlier and for us here in who, who believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ keeping our focus on Christ mm-hmm. you know again this there's a really key thing that we need to recognize, and that is obedience actually leads us to life. When, when Christ calls Peter out of the boat, Peter mm. is simply obeying. In the, in the middle of all of the chaos of the storm, Peter's standing in the boat. The storm is happening. They recognize that it's Christ, and Peter says, Lord, if it's you, let me come. And guess what he says? He says, come. He says, come. I know. And the awesome part, because you, you get, I get all excited when I hear that story, because he's actually walking on the command of God. The word mm-hmm. is so powerful that he's, the water in itself couldn't have held him, but the command of God, mm-hmm. come. And I guess that's the question we have. What does the word say to us about our finances? I mean, to me, that's the secret sauce. You know, we, we talk about we all want, you know, and, and it's true. We want a formula. We want some sort of, a, this is math. It's <laughs> and we want it work, tomorrow. We Even want it to though it's taken us five years to get into debt, we do want it tomorrow. We mm-hmm. want to be out of debt tomorrow. It. And, and, and God not, just says to us, here it is. He, here's the word, whether it's come, whether it's due, whether it, but it's a, it's a daily command. It's a command that, you know, he gives us and then we have to walk out. And often, again, we go distraction. We, we all of a sudden, we hear the command and then squirrel. Yes, fine. Or or the 6,000 advertising messages that tell us we're not happy because we need the TV, the boat, the. Mm -hmm. Okay, but here's some even more. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, I know. He always. (laughs) I almost bought you some yesterday. Anyway, um, he always jokes about smelling. I don't like to eat it. I I just like like to to smell smell it. it. For some people, it's coffee. For me, it's KFC. Okay, but here's even making it more practical. So we say. So we say, okay, how do you keep focused on God? How do you, you know, we say these things, but how, and I'm just thinking, uh, this is the one tool that God's given me. As I wake up in the morning, and I, I see it visually, like on a piece of paper. On one hand, on the left-hand side, it says, God is my source. On the right-hand side, it says, money is my source. Mm-hmm. God is my source of life, or is money my source of life? 
And those have been really convicting for me. But I wake up and I say, okay, if I want that thing, if I want to go shopping, have that, buy more clothes, have that piece of jewelry, for one, do I, is it something that I'm looking to God as my source for? Am I doing this because I want it? Or am I doing this because, you know, the Father's saying yes? Or it comes down to relationship. And it comes down to, to reality. Uh, I mean, right. where else do we see someone who has experienced resurrection life? Well, let's just go to the scripture. Let's go to Lazarus. And, and if we can just imagine a little bit the week and months and maybe even years after Lazarus is raised from the dead, his perspective on life, on everything, everything mm. changed for Lazarus when he was resurrected from the dead. Mm. I mean, everything changed. He became a celebrity. This is the guy who was dead and now is alive. I mean, instant celebrity. But for him, his perspective on life totally changed. And we see little snippets of that here and there as you read through Scripture and and you see Lazarus' life. But how could it not? I was dead and now I'm alive. alive. And we can in a lot of ways experience that in, in our relationship with God, that as we're trucking through life, it, we have to experience the death of the old stuff. So in our finances, that's when we talk about, you know what, you get to a point where you're just saying, okay, I've we have enough. to do something different, we've had enough, let's, let's kill that thing. And now, as you said, let's look to God as our source, and we're asking the question, simply asking the question, okay, Lord, my paycheck just hit my bank account. How should I spend that this week? Right. What am I going to do? Where should that money be allocated? What should I do? And, and asking some more serious questions with you, you know, I guess it comes down to some of the things we teach. You know, what is your purpose? What are your goals? What does God want you doing with the resources that he has given you? And all of these are shifts in thinking. All of these are resurrection shifts, are kingdom mm-hmm. shifts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes immediately, but sometimes it comes over time. Um, I was just thinking about our friends who whose young son had leukemia, mm. and they spent three years really in the grave of the hospital, mm. mm-hmm. and their life has so changed afterward because he's well, and they're living a different life because the shift of what's really important has happened. And that is, I guess, it's a great picture for our finances. If we bury bury the old way of doing things. I mean, that's what Jesus says. You, you're no longer a slave to sin. You're alive to God through Christ Jesus. That's what it says in Romans. And, I mean, sometimes it's... We're not living it, though. We, well, we've we've and again, forgotten. If we can keep in front of us um, that if I keep my focus, my eyes on Christ, it leads to life. Mm-hmm. And if I get distracted by all of the things that, that are, are vying for our attention, again, I'm going to go right back to that Peter walking on the water, right? If the moment he got distracted by the storm, he started to sink. And that's the same in our finances. God is constantly just saying, please, I am the author of life. I am the, 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 your source. Please keep your eyes on me. Listen to my voice. Do what I ask you, even though it sounds a little bit crazy in the context of what's going on. That's irrelevant. Keep your eyes on me. Keep taking the next step, the next step, the next step, the next step. And 
again, there is a distraction. There are things in our finances. There are things in the world that will simply try to 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 pull us off course. And that uh, little caution here, that doesn't mean we neglect paying the hydro bill. It doesn't mean that, that we neglect the things that are important to us. But we get up in the morning and the Lord says, I know what you need. I know, I know. I'm going to provide Matthew for you. 6 is really clear. He says it several times, I think, in Matthew. Mm-hmm. Matthew you know, 6, for sure. The Father knows what you need before you even ask him. And sometimes I think it goes down to some core things that we don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. We think, well, God, you haven't done, I, I, you know, I gave you a shot here to look after me. You didn't do so well, so I'm going to do it on my own. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll believe you. I, I'll say I'm a Christian. But but we we have to stop and really think about what we're believing. Mm-hmm. What are we because we can look at our bank account and it can tell us quite quickly what we believe. Who mm-hmm. are we trusting in? What are we trusting in? What are we spending our time on? And those are all hard questions. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. Like David, I just want you it's to know. It's not easy. It, it, David and I <laughs> have to ask easy. ourselves that and as life gets intense and responsibilities increase, mm. Sometimes life is overwhelming, which is why community is so important, where you talk to people, where you say, I'm thinking this, I'm so tired, I don't know if I can make the right decision. And and community is so key, because in a sense, that helps us. We need people to encourage us. We need people Mm -hmm. people to to speak into our lives, because again, not all of us have the, the same opportunity that Peter had, where he was actually in the presence of Christ, the the physical presence of God, Mm. God is manifest through the community around us. Mm. And so when we see that, which community we choose to be in, which community we choose to listen to, again, one community is going to going to lead us to life that one that is 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 in a sense reflecting the the presence of god and the other community is going to lead to death and Mm -hmm. and that's the tension that we have to in a sense of discern through and go okay so what does that look like well when we're actually coming to wrap up a little bit, I know I asked, "What I, does that look like?" And I see you like, going, "Should I, I answer I that?" Because we can go another half an I hour. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, more than enough. I mean, the community looks like coaching and accountability. And for us, our team, our more than enough team, we go to our team and say, "This is what's going on." You know, how do we do this? How do we handle it? Or to some of our own mentors or people. Um, you know, they encourage us. We trust them and they're trusted people because we've seen them acting out of their uh, their reliance on God as the source. And um, But one of the things that I'm just going to go back to is hope and freedom. Mm. And that's one of the themes of our, of more than enough, mm. is hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. And we want to see that resurrection hope brought into the lives of those we serve and that's why it's one of the that's why it's in our mission statement our vision Mm -hmm. for our business because it's the resurrection hope we want to bring and let's let's just end on on this thought it is under attack it's Mm -hmm. not easy but you know that idea that the hope is available it is a resource it's it's available for all of us in the same way that we could just reach out and, and, and Peter could get out of the boat. Any of the disciples could have got out of the boat. But the reality is, is it is under attack when we look at that. So be aware this week. Choose hope. 
Choose freedom. If you are looking for it, find community that is speaking hope and freedom over your finances. Yeah, that's a great word. And if you have to write it out over your bedpost, so when you wake up, you remember that you're born into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There you go. So a few practical tips at the end here that we can do that. We've got a few minutes left. I want to remind you, you can get the podcast on chri.ca, morethanenough.ca, download it off iTunes. All of those places are available for you. Lord, we just want to thank you for your grace and your goodness, your faithfulness, the freedom that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have offered, you've given us the whole deal, and it is ours for the taking. And so, Lord, I just pray that we would all be uh, have an awareness and a focus to, to receive it, to grab hold of it, and to believe that there is resurrection hope for our finances, and then to walk that out every day practically. And so, Lord, I thank you that you lead us and guide us on all these things, and we pray this in Christ's name. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Reb. <laughs> uh, it is my pleasure. Next week, we're talking to our one of our coaches, Braun, is going to join us, and we're going to tackle some good stuff next week. Good. So join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.